now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Funny time on the old elevators today. Oh, really? Uh, live from Studio C. C, senior. There's a confused woman uh, standing in front of the elevators when I walked in, and uh, struggling with them for some reason. And, uh, I don't. I don't know what. I don't. I didn't see any problems, but uh, yeah. I got her to her floor. Their operation has always seemed fairly straightforward yeah. to me, and it, they were today. But I got her to her floor, and she seemed very flummoxed and and happy for the help. Wow. I did my Good Samaritan thing for the day. I hope the little old lady across the street, I helped the little old lady get to her floor on the elevator. It's a beautiful moment. Um, welcome to another live presentation of the Armstrong and Getty program. Today, under the tutelage of our general manager, the cable news network, CNN. It is dying. If you are close with CNN, you should probably go to its bedside. <laughs> It is both dying of ridiculousness and and utter contemptibility and also lack of viewers. (laughs) They failed to achieve a million viewers for an entire week. Oh, really? First time in forever. Yeah. Well, that kind of fits in with that story I was doing last week about these influencers that a lot of people don't know. Because if you're not on Twitter or the cable news channels, so much of our chattering classes don't pay attention to you but they have millions and millions of followers and um and that's where a lot of the conversation in America is going and and our you know well our chattering classes the people that talk at each other they're talking at each other right it's a closed loop a, a closed loop and they're acting like they're controlling the conversations and they are not and then when it, it becomes clear that they're not, as the world moves in directions they didn't anticipate, they, they make great sputtering noises of wonderment and, and, and confusion. Like the lady in the elevator. They don't know how they got where they are. <laughs> ah, it's funny. You know who would be my general manager today? My who own that? personal general manager? My scale. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. God dang it. <laughs> yeah. You, you nailed it. On the nose. <laughs> just man unbelievable yeah i know it i know it i've I, and then usually when i step off the scale i think you, you know i think back on what i've eaten and and then you know there's a, there's a cause and effect <laughs> i don't know if you've ever noticed this but yeah you know the what the heck henry and i are coming back from the beach what the heck let's stop and get ice cream you know those decisions <laughs> yes they have an impact don't they yeah yeah. And I make them too often. That's funny you should bring that up. I woke up this morning. I don't know why. For some reason, I thought, that's you know, I didn't have any dessert or anything like that last night. That's good. Good job. Then I walk out to the kitchen. There's the two plates we had for the apple turnovers we ate. <laughs> so, no, I didn't well, eat any cookies. I ate a damn apple turnover. So you've got some sort of dessert amnesia or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, Those I, delicious I, desserts from Omaha Steaks. Go to uh, omahasteaks.com slash Armstrong. I almost put those in the oven last night. Oh, so good. Oh, really? <laughs> I so almost naughty. put those in the oven last night and yeah. uh, and did not. Cause, and a good thing I didn't because the scale screamed at me this morning. Get your act together. Grab me by my shirt. Get your act together. And get off of me. <laughs> Look at yourself. Do you own a mirror? The scale said to me. Yikes. Get off of me. You're hurting me. The scale said. <laughs> Uh, you talk about cable news ratings. How about the Olympic ratings? Um, maybe the least watched Olympics ever. 
uh, in the modern era. Yes, Michael, you got something? Yeah, on it was that? down forty five percent overall. Yeah, they wow. said it was a huge drop. Yeah, and uh, I and n- nobody can seem to figure out if it's the lack of the crowd. You know, I don't think that's why I didn't tune in. Um, well, in the difficulty of finding various events on various channels and streaming services, uh, services and the rest, my wife, who's granted not like uh, she's not Bill Gates or anything, technically speaking, but she said I wanted to watch some Olympics and I just couldn't figure out how. Hmm. That's not a good way to be. Mm-mm. No, it's not. And then my son, who really wanted to watch the uh, the skateboarding, he went over and they, they found the pay per view package and what you got to pay for it, and we just didn't decide to pay for it. Mm. Um, do you want to order each individual sport and pay extra for it in addition to the, your pe- your peacock monthly fee? Uh, not everybody does. No, I think they squeezed the golden goose a bit too hard. They might have, but the, the, but I didn't watch the free stuff that was on TV there, so that's that's not an ex- and I have no idea why. I don't know why I didn't, but a lot of people didn't watch the Olympics this time around. Mm. Um, things change, times change, and uh, things come and go. And it, but it's kind of weird, isn't it, that in a four year period, we went from uh, it being a pretty big deal to most people. Eh. Is, it's is the, partly the COVID. You know, weird, difficult to explain why. Well, that's what a way I, that's, well. I read a long article about that last night. People were wondering that. You know, uh, crime is up and, you know, all these different kinds of numbers. Um, depression's up, suicide's up, drug overdoses are up, COVID's up, uh, or I mean, uh, crime is up just in general. And then, you know, people not watching the Olympics or this or that. Is it all COVID? Nobody knows, but we're all acting a little differently coming out of this. Well, why wouldn't the biggest shock to, it's the weirdest thing that's ever happened in my life, and I'm not a young person. Uh It's the weirdest last year of my life, and uh, why wouldn't it have some repercussions of some sort? And almost entirely downside, too. I mean, just everything sucked about it. This (laughs) continues to suck. Everything sucked. Oh, yeah. There's some sucky numbers out today about the COVID. And uh, and how they're reacting to it with schools and this and that and everything. Ah, boy. Ah. Just fasten your seatbelts. Not over. And a um, uh, quick uh, touch on this story. I was watching one of your cable news shows yesterday, or one of your Sunday shows yesterday, the roundtables, and uh, Jonathan Swan from Axios in particular, taking the recall of Gavin Newsom really seriously. And I didn't know I didn't know anybody was, and he said that no, no, no. He said uh, the 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 powerful in California are taking that seriously, and they're concerned about Larry Elder, who I admit I like Larry Elder. We had him on a week or so ago. He's a radio host. If you're into talk radio, maybe you know his act. But he's running for governor in the recall in California, and uh, they said the Newsom campaign is worried about him. So yeah, well they should be. The, the recent poll numbers have really flopped. Really flip-flopped, I should say, I'll be darned. from uh, highly unlikely he gets booted out to looking increasingly likely. Anyway, we've got to officially start the show, because we're not supposed to talk until we officially start the show. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, August 9th, the year 2021, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regs, at Mark. And Kevin Durant leads the United States to their fourth straight goal. And dismissed. Team USA would not be denied. Kevin Durant with the most gold medals and the most points scored in Olympic men's basketball history as he has uh, helped the U.S. team to many a gold medal. If you are happy about that, be happy about that. I don't care. The NBA is dead to me. I was uh, chatting with several friends yesterday and was surprised to hear it was unanimous. 
They don't watch it anymore. The NBA? Too, too radical. Yeah, too uh, political. Uh, I think that's really cool, though, to a guy like Kevin Durant, who over the weekend, like hours before he won the gold medal game, signed a nearly $200 million contract with the with the Brooklyn basketball folks. $200 million. And a lot of our highly paid stars, they don't go do the Olympics because, True. you know, what if you got hurt? And it takes a lot of time, and I got a yacht to hang out, and he goes and plays. He goes and plays, and he's done it more than anybody else, and uh, cool that he uh, helped the team to a gold medal when he obviously has got the money to not have to do that sort of thing. To his credit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Indeed. How's mailbag look? It's on the way. Oh, it's very good. It's uh, it's emblematic of these confused times. So I mentioned um, Jonathan Swan is one of my favorite reporters. I When he says something, I believe it. So far, he has never led me astray. What he said, the Biden folks feel is their biggest vulnerability. He said his inside reporting, talking to people inside the White House, what they think is their biggest vulnerability, I thought was really interesting. Well, I have my opinion. I think their greatest vulnerability is mortality. The guy's 80. <laughs> the clock. The clock, exactly. Father time. His biggest... His biggest vulnerability is actuary tables. Yes, yes, yes indeed. <laughs> Aside from that. Ah. Um, uh, so our text line is 415-295-KFTC. All that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. I didn't ask why didn't you watch the Olympics, but we got a bunch of texts and why people didn't watch, and it was a number of different things, and maybe a number of different things all happened the same year. Um, too much wokeness in sports, Biden apathy. I, I would call that just kind of the general COVID government blah, 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 apathy in general. But a number of the things we touched on. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if the Olympics will make a comeback or it's over. It doesn't matter. Just entertainment. Mm, we'll interesting. Be uh, coming up, we got some immigration stuff that's really interesting. And uh, National Review out with a piece on how uh, our immigration problems are here to stay. And uh, it's hard to argue with them. But Interesting. Huh. Okay, I'll stay tuned. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day. We're going with uh, at least a couple days' worth of Aldous Huxley, the author of Brave New World, a fantastic dystopian novel of the future in which we are not brutalized into obedience, but amused and drugged into obedience. Uh, Anyway, ah, where is it? Ah, facts do not cease to exist because they are ignored. Hmm. There's Huxley. Mailbag. And this this is the art that is the whole quote and mailbag. Our first email, speaking of the truth and facts and the rest of it, is, uh, we'll just say Al Anonymous sent us a bunch of links. And this is not for our amusement. This is for our uh, information, for our edification. Here's a, a link to a story in Natural News. Documents admit the CDC has never isolated any COVID-19 virus. It's a global hoax. Pfizer whistleblower confirms bioweapon global extermination plan. Uh, here's various. Here's Alex Jones telling us the COVID nineteen vaccine destroys the immune system, and the program director has admitted it. The amount of nonsense online and, and, and people who believe it—it's just unbelievable. 
I was talking to a doctor friend of mine yesterday. I said, you know, because of the nature of what we do and, and kind of our thing is to try to understand things, figure out actually what's going on and convey it to our listeners, as opposed to clickbait and spin and, and partisanship and the rest of it. And I said, it's getting so difficult to know what to believe. I mean, I've got to read three different articles from three completely different sources to feel like I have a reasonable idea of what's happening uh, with the Delta variant or kids infections that's or hospitals every, getting crowded. That's true of every story, though. It's very hard to know what's true. Very hard to know. God, you'd think a medical story would transcend that, but it doesn't. It doesn't at all. For instance, CNN, they're, they're absolutely their, their business plan at this point is scare you to death to get you to click. Well, as you mentioned earlier, since they failed to reach a million viewers last week, it must not be working very well. I'll tell you yeah. what, I think it's Dr. Gottlieb, who said a couple of weeks ago, you're either going to get vaccinated or get the Delta variant. I think that might be the case as it is. Uh, goes through state after state. Um, it's just so easy to catch. But maybe you don't care if you get it. So, uh, Dude, please read till the end. All right, first of all, let's, let's start with that. <laughs> if you make your email compelling enough for Ooh. us to want to read to the end, you don't have to tell us to. What okay? author? Well, I was reading something from an author the other day, like an old-timey author, said the real challenge is to, is to get people to continue to read your book. Every sentence has to be a reason for them to keep reading. Right. Uh, yeah, that, that probably is true. Maybe they should start their book with, please read till the end. All right. <laughs> Why should I go back to work at a minimum wage job serving the public with a still small potential for COVID risk when I don't have to because of unemployment? Would you? If I was paid sufficiently, providing you excellent service every day, I'd consider it. I'm sure people making 150 k can't wait to go back. You bitched about $15 an hour. Are you upset we're on un- unemployment? What the hell do you want from us? Stop bashing those of us getting deserved unemployment. You're not on it. You have no idea. So mind your own business. And then the same person goes on in the second email. Uh, Again, do you think possibly the reason people aren't running each other over to fill these prestigious minimum wage positions isn't because they are lazy, living the high life off of government losers, uh, but they damn well deserve better pay and know it? Businesses can stop whining and meet employees in the middle if they want employees, I mean. Okay, so uh, businesses are just greedy. That's why they don't pay higher wages. Well, that's kind of uh, the Biden administration's view of this. Uh, He said a couple of times, so you're going to have to step up to the plate and pay more. So all these restaurants are competing against the government to try to get employees. And what I find interesting in uh, uh, the, the, the current administration has no interest in addressing this reality is People were doing these jobs before. I was at a restaurant on Saturday night, and similar. Every every experience I've had in COVID has been this way. Just so slow. The service just so terrible. But I realize it's not their fault. And I asked the the checkout girl when I when I paid. I asked her, "So are you shorthanded?" She said, "Oh God, we got like half as many people as we're supposed to have." And they're just wow. they're like literally running through the restaurant. And everybody, I've I've seen couples come in, sit down, get mad, look at their watches, finally leave. And they just can't keep up, but they're competing against the federal government. And a year ago or a year and a half ago when all this whole whole thing started, there were enough people that were willing to do that job at whatever wage they were paying. Right. Before the government started uh, getting involved in this. I mean, we were down something like five or six million jobs. They're just unfilled. But we had found a number that people were okay with. People were doing those jobs. Sure. Yep. Yeah, but now they're competing against the government again. Uh, speaking of government programs, here's uh, Al Anonymous. 
In January 2021, I left California to take care of a family member who was ill. As usual in life, things didn't go as planned. I'm still out of the state. So now I've paid Bay Area rent for seven months for an apartment I've stayed in for two weeks. Every month I thought I'd be back, et cetera, et cetera. Now I'm realizing I'm an effing idiot. I should have not paid rent as I could not be evicted. I could have played both sides of keeping the apartment but not paid rent. Oh, well, who needs $14,000 anyway? (laughs) That is the sort of thing that these... Government interventions are, are going to yield long term. That's in, right. You're, you turn out being a dummy if you paid your rent. Ah, oh, should have held on to that money. What was I doing? Yeah, let's see. Oh, here's a, a nice note from uh, Aileen Anonymous. Uh, she posted some pictures of herself as a child wearing costume rings with her friend. And somebody said uh, something about, were you engaged or were you in a secret society as a child? And she uh, she hit her friend with the classic, well, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. Well, Facebook flagged that, and she now has a warning on her account <laughs> that she's a dangerous human. For the classic joke, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> right. Keep wow. pumping out those algorithms there, Mark Zuckerberg. Oh what is the Biden administration most worried about in terms of bringing them down? And a bunch of other stuff we got to talk about that's not so uh, uncheerful. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Politics wears me out, and I really don't have that much interest in it. Um, I have quite a bit of interest in policies. I have very little interest in politics. Uh, the older I get, the less interest I have. Um, and maybe some of you pay attention to the backs and forths. I, I don't know if you do or not. Um, the the voting on this or the this politician said that. I just I just I'm not into it. I'm not into that story. But well, it's like being a football fan. Either there's no reason people have to carry an inflated leather orb from one end of a field to, to another you know if you have an interest in the techniques of it it becomes compelling and mm. politics is the same way you just the pandering and the lying and the stupidity it's it's a sport and some people are into it well i just am not interested in it but anyway breaking news democrats have unveiled their 3.5 trillion dollar budget that this is according to the new york times would start work on the most significant change to the social safety net since the Great Society. So this is the whole remaking the country in the in the vision of Bernie Sanders' $3.5 trillion budget that Nancy Pelosi says, ain't no way we're passing that other infrastructure thing the Senate's been talking about for the last week until this passes. Oh That's she's, she's sticking with that. Blackmail in America. So I don't know what's yeah, going to happen on that. Um, yeah. But not included in that is uh, the debt ceiling hike. So we got that coming, a good old-fashioned sure. debt cliff talk. But um, And that will all be stupid and uh, pointless, and they will raise it at the 11th hour and, uh, you know, whatever. And then we'll... if, if only after closing the national parks for two weeks. We're at almost $29 trillion of debt right now. Uh, Brett Baer, uh, yesterday on Fox, brought out the old debt clock that uh, used to get attention now and then when it was at like at three, four trillion dollars. It's now twenty nine trillion dollars. Wow. And uh, as he pointed out, the Trump administration added six point seven trillion to that clock. And the Biden administration is saying, hold my beer. 
Um, so just, there's just no fiscal responsibility left. We just, we, we, somebody had, a bunch of economists apparently have decided we can just spend as much as we want. I've seen humans or families get on a roll like this where they just all of a sudden apparently decide money doesn't, isn't real Mm -hmm. and it doesn't end well. Well, they should have printed money. But anyway, should have sold bonds to the Chinese. So my tease was. What is the Biden administration most worried about? What do they see as their Achilles heel? And I was kind of surprised to hear this from Jonathan Swan of Axios. President Biden's advisors view uh, the border situation as among, if not the uh, biggest political liability that they have. Uh, he, the polling on it is pretty stark. He, he Voters do not... Uh, give him high marks for his handling of immigration. So what they've done is is really try to keep it off the front burner, not talk about it, focus on COVID in the economy, uh, occasionally address it when they feel the need to offer reassurance. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I thought the Biden administration like didn't know about it or didn't care. Behind the scenes, they see it as their biggest vulnerability. They just don't want anybody talking about it. And because... Most mainstream media is the Democratic Party. Um, they can do that. They can pull that off if they're not talking about it. And their and their people are telling the Washington Post, New York Times, and MSNBC, hey, hey, don't talk about this. They won't talk about it. So yeah, yeah, that's I, something. I, I guess that's good news that they realize that this is a real problem because then maybe they might have to do something about it. Well, they have extended several Trump era policies that definitely indicate they're aware it's a problem. That's part of what that's part of the they don't want anybody to talk about it. They do mm-hmm. not want uh, all Democrats to realize, you know how we're handling this? We're doing what Trump did because it worked. Yeah. yeah. And it really well, worked and most people liked it according to polls. We've said for years and years one of the greatest examples of the funhouse mirror view you get of America through the media is the uh, immigration question. The numbers are, well, stark, as Jonathan Swan put it. Uh, America is well aware of what's going on. They're outraged by it. They they understand which policies work and which don't. And the Biden administration is way out of step with that. And and it's starting to hurt them. Uh, you know, it's I don't know what it means ultimately, because in the past, I'd be thinking about reelection and, and second term and blah, blah, blah. Joe Biden's not running for a second term, even if he lives that long. And Kamala Harris is a moron, so she will never, ever win. So uh, it'll, <laughs> on, it'll benefit whatever Republican runs in 2024. That's I Joe guess. Getty's moron principle that has become known as uh, the view that morons cannot get elected president. I think it's mm, more. Now uh, that you put it like that, I, I wouldn't state that that starkly. I think it's her un, unlikability. She makes Hillary Clinton seem like Barack Obama. Yeah. In terms of uh, unlikability. I've never seen such a lack of charisma in a politician. <laughs> Class A moron. Uh, one more thing, one more angle of the COVID that uh, people might be catching on more than the media is catching on. But the fact is, the numbers are the highest they've been in two decades. It hasn't been seasonal. They continued through July. And there are problems with COVID with this migrant community. Now, it can be overstated. There's a ton of community spread and, and there's no 
strong evidence as far as I can tell that the spread of Delta can be attributed to this, but it's certainly a problem. And it's a problem that the administration sees as a, as a really uh, substantial political liability. Boy, there's well, a... I, I, that's the wrong standard. I, you don't have to attribute the entire spread of the Delta variant to uh, illegals with the COVID. It's just a giant influx of people with it. And that's bad enough. People, the people are thinking, why are we doing this? So I liked what Andrew McCarthy wrote in the um, National Review about the immigration thing over the weekend. I'll just read a little bit of it to you about how um, the uh, illegal immigration problem is here to stay. And he says, don't blame me. Blame the Supreme Court, along with the congressional Republicans, Republican presidents, and Washington's entrenched post-sovereign transnational progressive political establishment. But don't say you weren't warned. The only hope for establishing security on the southern border is a credible threat to impeach President Biden. Um, Because nothing's going to change as long as he's president. And he gets into some of the uh, uh, Biden evicting people and how that could be seen as a uh, constitutional problem and impeachment. But that's a tongue-in-cheek thing. It's just as long as the Biden administration's in place and really everybody else, nothing is going to change. Getting to the point that, look, hey, Republicans have had have have controlled all the levers of uh, government and done nothing about it. And uh, and Democrats have over and over again. And the media is not particularly interested in it. So everybody's there's a lot of people to blame for the illegal immigration problem. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Trump did something about it. He did. No, he, doubt. he kept those promises. I mean, never mind that Mexico will pay for its silliness, but that was always humor. Uh, yeah, he absolutely did. And now, uh, oddly enough, again, the Biden administration is adopting some of his policies while pretending they're not. Uh, yeah, I've despaired of Congress ever getting serious about this. I just another, I don't see it happening. Another angle of it. The reality is elucidated by the Biden administration's assault on any remaining vestige of state sovereignty. In El Paso Federal Court, the Justice Department has sued Texas and Governor Greg Abbott for attempting to protect the state from waves of illegal aliens who are streaming into the country. Because the federal government's not doing anything about it. The governor of Texas is saying, we got to do something. We got thousands of people coming across every single day, and nobody's doing anything about it. The federal government is aiding and abetting illegal immigration, says Andrew McCarthy in the National Review. That is clearly true. Absolutely. That is a violation of federal law, and thus another manifestation of Biden's disregard for his solemn duty to execute the laws faithfully uh, as president of the United States. But... You know, we have had we've had multiple presidents for years other than what Trump did that uh, have not done much about it. And Congress never does anything about it. No right. matter who's in control of Congress. No, not not, not going to do anything about it. I remember the Obama administration sued Arizona at yep. one point for trying to do something about the invasion coming across the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Your belief has always been that it's propping up our welfare state. Do you actually mm-hmm. think they have those conversations behind closed doors? Wouldn't they have yes. leaked out at some point? I think they have, honestly. I just don't know. I think the, the rhetoric around immigration is, is charged, and, and, and the, the conversation's an old one, and everybody has their side and throws their slogans back and forth. I think in the halls of power, absolutely. We are not producing babies to support the pyramid scheme. That is Medicare and and uh, and uh, Social Security, and so we're importing them. It's as simple as that. I thought it was really interesting, though, that the Biden people. This is their biggest fear: is people will catch on at some point that hey, this is a disaster down here, and we're to blame. So, well, I, I was it Friday. On well, Friday, they declared a, a disaster area or a, a declaration of disaster on the border. It's not a crisis, but it is a disaster. <laughs> Oh, the poor English language gets tortured every day by politicians. 
Uh, before we take a break, Michael came up with some of the ratings from the Olympics. We we're talking about how they were way down. Uh, individual days were even worse during the Olympics. Last Saturday's audience of 14.9 million ranks is the lowest ever recorded for a Summer Olympics. Breaking the record of the previous Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, individual. That's that's unbelievable. 14 million people watching something is a minor hit. You're probably going to get canceled with those kind of ratings. It's a decent little show. NBC's having to give back all kinds of money to advertisers because there were some ratings guarantees in there that they thought they would easily meet. So they're having to either give them money back or tons of makeup spots. Uh, the Olympics aren't going anywhere, but if you want to see the games in all their full glory in the future, plan on poning up four ninety nine or more for a month of streaming services. So they think it's going to go more toward uh, charging people who really want to watch it to watch individual stuff, and that's a lot. A way a lot of it was this time around. Hold on, just sneeze. God, God bless you. Hope it's not the COVID. Does the COVID make you sneeze? It, it could. It might. <laughs> Hard to say. Oh, there he goes. Could again. be the oh. lamb. You don't know the Lambda variant might make you sneeze, so I got maybe I got that. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, what was I going to say? It seemed important at the time. Oh yeah, it's 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 sad to witness the uh, decline and fall of the Olympic Empire because it was such a cherished part of so many of our childhoods. You know, back in the day, I mean, so exciting. The whole family, the extended family, would get together in the summertime, and and everybody would watch and cheer and hoot and holler for the U.S. of A. But I don't know. I guess maybe it's the, more of the reality of it has surfaced that the IOC is completely corrupt. Uh, there's a, so much doping. Uh, you got the woke thing and people demonstrating, and I don't know all the other Lost options. Well, so, there's sure. just so many entertainment options. That's got to play a role, doesn't it? Right, right. And you criticize them for having chicks in bikinis playing volleyball. It's the only <laughs> thing people are tuning in for. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. You, know, you, you can't make me buy the Peacock Network, which I did, and then charge me more to even watch another show. Come on now. Yeah. Oh, hey, speaking of the Olympics, Nike came out with a new Olympic-themed ad. Made me puke. Awesome. It's, it's horrible. Oh, it, it may be the worst one ever. we got to play some of that then. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you want to puke, which I probably should based on my uh, stepping on the scale this morning, I might start doing that. I might start purging. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Don't, that's not fair. How, long, how no, long can no. you do that before it becomes a problem? Can you just dabble in it? D- like what? Once a week? Or just, after, what's just after big desserts. <laughs> the rest of the time, I'll go ahead. I, I, I wouldn't. I'll just leave it there. I wouldn't. I mean, obviously, you can puke once a week, and you'll be okay. I've thought this so many times after I eat something. I, I think it's in my stomach. It is doing nobody any good at this point. Right. I mean, there's nothing, no upside whatsoever to that being in my stomach right now. So how about we get it out? It really sick to my stomach. And actually, I threw up yesterday. Well, you need to implement, you need to get a prototype made of your neck valve mm-hmm. idea that you've been touting for years. Yeah, because all, all you want to do. valve. You can either have it go into your stomach or, or into a trash can. Yeah, all you want to do is chew it. and taste it. You don't actually want it in your stomach. You're not even hungry when you're eating a lot of this stuff. So you have a you have a little uh, valve here, and you just switch it. So instead of it going to your stomach, it goes out your neck hole into a <laughs> bag that you like wear. It's like kind of a backpack or something. Yeah, designer colors, fashions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, empty yeah. it once a day. Match your outfit. Yeah, right. it just seems like a good idea. <laughs> oh god, I'm surprised so nobody has tried it yet. Although I like feeling full, I like swallowing. You it. like feeling full? I do yes. not like feeling full. 
They're full, Whoa. not full like an animal that's about to lie down and founder. I'm talking just pleasantly full. See, when I think full, I think lying on my back, sweaty. Right. <laughs> right. No, that's that. That's not full. That's sick. <laughs> Can't really breathe. Need to unbutton my pants. Speaking of sickening, that Nike ad, I think we'll have it ready to play for you in a moment or two. The Taliban is on the march in Afghanistan. Man, did they have a weekend. They won the gold medal for taking countries over the weekend. Uh, Other stuff on the way. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. So you got some musicians that refuse to play, like Eric Clapton will not do a concert where they require uh, vaccinations. Then you got apparently Jason Isbell is one of my favorites, uh, old drive-by truckers guy who will not uh, he will not do a concert unless they require vaccinations. Oh boy, Garth Brooks set an Arrowhead record in Kansas City over the weekend with 77,000 people at Arrowhead Stadium. Biggest crowd they've ever had in there for a big Garth Brooks concert, and uh, they were not requiring masks and stuff there. God, how much money does he make? (laughs) At the concert, hardly anyone wore a mask. Guests were required to wear masks in enclosed public areas of the stadium unless they were eating or drinking, but you know how that rule works. Sure. If you've got a drink in your hand or nachos in your hand, nobody's wearing a mask. Well, Helen, if you're not wearing a mask, nobody says anything. It's, It's a request. Yep, the only people seen wearing masks the entire time at this sold-out event, biggest crowd they've ever had in that stadium, were the people that work there, were the only people wearing masks. So, yeah. there you go. Interesting. Garth, still packing them in like that, which is interesting. So, I want to play this new woke Nike commercial. The visuals, uh, such as they are, it's a young, very hip-looking uh, girl of color. She's got uh, expensive kicks on. And uh, she's, uh, she's, well, she explains what she's doing. Dig this, would you? Today I have a presentation on dynasties. But I refuse to talk about the ancient history and drama. That's just the patriarchy. Instead, I'm going to talk about a dynasty that I actually look up to. An all-women dynasty. Women of color. Gay women. Women who fight for social justice. Women with a jump shot. A dynasty that makes your favorite men's basketball, football, and baseball teams look like amateurs. A dynasty with fire braids. A dynasty with sick style. A dynasty with crazy dimes. A dynasty that makes Alexander the Great look like Alexander the... Okay. The dynasty that's been reigning for the past 25 years. Undefeated since 96. The USA Basketball Women's National Team. Seven-time consecutive gold medalist. And most importantly... Women that made it possible for girls like me to feel like they can be a part of whatever dynasty they want. The greatest dynasty ever. So that's a continuation of that earlier Nike commercial of the dreaming of a time when more people watch the WNBA than the NBA. What are you talking about? That's never going to happen. And with all due respect to the women's uh, Olympic basketball team, who whoops up on yep. the, the women of the world, uh, mostly because women's basketball hasn't really gotten established in much of the world. Seventh uh, straight gold medal. Yeah, the women are way more dominant in basketball than the men are for the U.S. Well, but the idea that the women's team makes your favorite men's basketball, football, and baseball team look like amateurs. What is that? Well, yeah, I don't... I don't Other than ridiculous. So what... Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I don't understand the advertising... Um, 
I don't understand the concept there. It, it's angry, oppositional young people advertising. I'm a victim. I'm angry. I'm fighting back against the patriarchy. That's everything. Everything. Yeah, this, keep employing those slaves, by the way, Nike. Keep enjoying okay. that Xinjiang cotton. Jumping to that. So the, I didn't get to this last week. Here's a reporter who asked Nike's CEO, why not speak out more on China's human rights abuses when it's so out front on societal issues here in the United States? This was after the first Nike ad came out during the Olympics. And the CEO of, uh, of Nike said, China is a very important market for us. We have a long-term history in China, said the Nike CEO, John Donahue, Donahoe. We take a very long-term view with China. We'll continue to invest in China while also operating a very responsible global supply chain. Uh, okay, what the hell does that mean? Stephen Hayes of the Dispatch said, This is a horrible answer. Nike practices crusader capitalism at home, but sucks up to the brutal regime in China and rationalizes it in a dollars and cents way. He just stated, China's a very important market for us. We have a long-term history. Well, we make a lot of money in China, so that's why we don't, we're not woke there, but we are here. Okay, so so it's meaningless. They're just words. Uber woke. We lecture you to death in the states, but we employ slaves overseas. I love the Ben Sass's comment, Senator Ben Sass. Uyghurs don't buy shoes. Nike. That's wild, and 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 it seems to be seems to be working for them. Yeah, well, you can fool some of the people some of the time. This is their their uh, effort to whip people up into Nike loyalty and ignore all the facts, and and they're pretty good at it. I have more fine liars. I have more comments, but we're out of time. If you miss an hour, go to armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.